Welcome to the Orange Crest Community Church Podcast. Our hope is that this weekly podcast provides both encouragement and challenge as you move forward in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, OCC friends and family and and neighbors who also might be watching uh, this with us. Uh, Again, my name is Pastor Josh De La Rosa, and this past week has been a very, very difficult one for us to navigate. Uh, Midweek, we really could see that we were going to need to begin making shifts for our service, and we began to talk through what that might look like. But by Thursday, with all the news coming out from the World Health Organization and our federal and state government, we could really see that we need to actually shift plans altogether for a period of time as we walk together through a period of uncertainty caused by the coronavirus pandemic. And so here in Riverside County, in fact, we also received a notification of a mandate that groups of 250 or more must cancel all events and plans regardless of the venue until April the 30th. And so that that's a, a major shift for us. We're shifting gears, not just for this weekend, but actually it looks like it could be a shift for us through all of March and April. We're going to make sure that we keep you updated as we learn more. Things could change. But we're really uh, grateful for this tool. I mean, thank the Lord that we have these digital resources and the ability online to just put together services and still continue what we do. And so we're really glad that you've set aside this time to join us to worship together. Uh, we love our families, children, seniors, singles, widows, and our entire community. And so our plan is to really comply with this mandate and really shift gears from our live meeting to online platforms and until the mandate is lifted, which at this point could be seven Sundays. Uh, but we're just going to keep you posted and let you know about all the plans as they're developing. We love our community. We want to be good neighbors, and we want to do our part in loving and caring for people uh, throughout this time. And so halting our live public gathering is just, really, that's just one way that we can help slow the spread of the coronavirus. Uh, right now, as you know, schools in our area are closing for a season, and the news just sort of keeps rolling, and there's probably more changes coming. And so I think all of us right now, we realize that we just can't see what's around the corner. Uh, we, we don't have the ability to know what's going to happen uh, through all of this. So in a way, it, it feels like we're sort of walking around somewhat in the dark. And, and for us as a society, this is a pretty unsettling time. And to top it off, everywhere we turn, people are clearing shelves, preparing for the unknown, and it's creating what some are really describing widespread panic and fear. And so I want to just start this morning before we really get into the message with some more prayer. And so let's just pause and pray together. So let's do that. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you so much for your love, for your care. And right now we pray against the fear of, uh, and the emotions of, uh, that we're feeling in our, in our, in our hearts and in our minds. And God, as we're walking through this, uh, this is, this is new. This is not a circumstance that many have walked through quite in this way. And so uh, we're just looking to you for clarity. We're looking to you for uh, direction, uh, for peace. And Father, we thank you so much for this church community. This community of faith has really already begun helping uh, many people with perspective, uh, with uh, resources, with um, just help, practical help. 
And Father, I pray that uh, this season of of shifting would be one in which we respond to you and to one another and to those around us. And so, Father, we just pray, Lord, that you would give us real clarity in this time. Speak to our hearts, Father, we pray. Uh, uh, Help us, Lord, with our uh, unsettled uh, emotions and fears. Uh, We just bring all these things to you right now, and we ask you, Lord God, uh, to guide our time together. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, just like you right now, I'm I'm asking a lot of questions. I'm asking, you know, I'm a dad. I have three kids. And so for uh, myself, as even as a husband, you know, and as a pastor, just flood of questions come to my mind. Like, do 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 we have all that we need as a church family, as a family? Uh, have I thought about all of the important issues that uh, that are going on? Have I covered all of my priorities, our priorities? Am I am I answering all the questions that are really coming up uh, that people are asking? Do, do I you know am I giving the right answers to my kids? Am I talking about the right things with my wife, my friends, our church family? Am I keeping everyone updated? There's just a flood of questions. Am I handling my responsibilities well? Sometimes in in times of panic, uh, we can forget our core responsibilities. We can forget to pay bills, and I don't want to do that, and I know you don't want to do that. We can forget to make dinner. We can forget to to do the laundry, and and things can just sort of pile up in our lives because of change and, and crises. And so the more I look into this situation... Really, the more the questions keep cropping up in my mind. And it's sort of like a a rabbit hole, and you sort of just continue to come up with more questions. And that's true for all of us. In fact, we are all trying to walk through this together. We're probably all uh, around our community, certainly in our church, but, but, you know, throughout our country, asking very, very similar questions right now. Not only you know, just in the church family, but this is a common topic right now for everyone all around you, in your friendship circles, on your block, in your workplace, but even among strangers, you can actually have conversations with people about what's going on and what they're thinking and how they're processing all of this. And this whole situation may have really blindsided you, and so you aren't really sure what to do, what to say, what to think, and where to go for answers. Now, I want to direct our attention to Uh, God and his word. And so here's what Jesus said. This is found in John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus actually said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So following Jesus personally, it brings light into darkness. When you're given a flashlight in the dark, think about times when you're needing that flashlight. What a difference that makes. You can actually see what are your next steps? You, with a flashlight, you, can, you can't see way down the road, but you can see the next few steps. And that's what Jesus promises to bring to those who follow him. He, he actually says he is the light of the world. And many of you, you have that light. You know right now that in this circumstance, you're not alone in this. You believe that God, through his son Jesus, has come to live inside of you, and he has given you a sense of peace a sense of comfort, and a sense of hope. And and you have the light of life living inside. And so, though this is a new situation, though this is a difficult season, you're not in the dark. Maybe you're feeling actually okay. And let's face it, though, this, this, 
This whole experience, though, regardless, it can feel unsettling because of all the questions. And I think also because we can't see everything around each corner. You know what's helpful, though, is that God can. God can see around the corner. He can see into the future. He knows and holds the future. And he is with us. And, and, and Jesus lights our path. He is the light of the world. And so his word, the Bible, gives his followers guidance on how to move forward step by step through this. And so I want to encourage you, go to him. If you know him personally, turn to him. Turn to his word. Be, continue walking with him. Sometimes we get into crisis and we don't quite know where to go. I would just say, continue walking with him. If you've been reading out of the book of John or the book of Job or out of Genesis, just continue on. Now you're going to want to turn and focus your thoughts and your prayers because as things come up, there'll be new questions that you have. But continue walking with God through this season. And if, if this really describes you, if you'd say, you know, Jesus it lives inside of me, he is the light of the world, and I know him personally, then it's because at some point in your life, you chose to commit your life to follow Jesus. What that means is you, you made a huge decision to yield control of your life. You stopped going your own way in life, and you turned and began to go God's way. And you gave him your life. You said, I want you to lead me day by day, step by step. Maybe you were 18 years old when you made that decision, or maybe you were 25, or maybe you were 51, or maybe you were 8 years old. But you, at one point in your life, responded to Jesus Christ personally, and, and you would say, you know, this is hard, but I'm not in the darkness. But I know there's a whole other group, and maybe this is some of you, maybe you're feeling right now very much in the dark without light. Maybe you don't have peace. Maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, you know, I, I really don't know what's going to happen here with this virus. Not only that, but I don't know what's going to happen to me. What if, what if I get sick? What, where would I turn? Who would I turn to? Where would I go? And maybe you'd say, you know, I don't, I don't have hope. I don't have assurance. I don't have full comfort right now. And so for many, it's, you know, this is not only unsettling, but it is, in fact, in life, it is those difficult and dark circumstances in life that really cause us to go searching for answers, to go looking for the light. So God, he wants us all, every one of us, to turn him. And as a church, it would really be our joy and our privilege to help you to turn to God through following his son, Jesus Christ. In fact, just after this service, or even right now, you could pause again. And at the top of the screen, you'll see there's a, a link to a connection card. And from that connection card, there's a few boxes on there that you can click. And it's, they read this, contact me about clarifying what it means to be a Christian or committing my life to Jesus for the first time. And so if you click either of those boxes, we will contact you and follow up with you to answer questions because we want to help. Bring clarity and answers that you might be asking right now. Now, now Jesus, he, he calls himself the light of the world, and that's very helpful. But it's interesting, in another place, Jesus turns to a group of people, and he tells them that they actually are the light of the world. So he says, I'm the light of the world, but then he turns to a group, this is found in Matthew 5, and he says, you are the light of the world. Take a look at this excerpt of a sermon that Jesus gave in Matthew 5. 
verse 13. Starting in verse 13, in the beginning, it says, you are the salt of the earth. And then later he says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So if you follow Christ, who is the light of the world, you actually are also the light of the world. Jesus has actually given you a role to play here and now. What that means is we're called to be lights. We know we're called in this passage. Jesus says, you're salt of the earth, you're light of the world. Now, what, what are those things? Salt, salt works to enhance, enrich, and, and really preserve. And so we're to live our lives as Christ followers and, and use our words in a way that enhances, that helps, that builds others up, and, and really that preserves hope. Look at Colossians 4, verse 6. One church leader, he writes to a church, and he, he writes to them, Let your speech always be gracious. Gracious speech. It's, it's life-giving speech. It's, it's speech that you would say, wow, that was, that was really generous of him to say that to me, or that was really kind of them. You know, our words can be gracious right now. They can be like gifts to people. And the, the instructions are, they're to be seasoned with salt. And so you're the salt of the earth, Jesus said to his followers. You're the salt of the earth. So we're to let our speech be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And so let's aim to be people whose words are right now full of hope and full of life. But we're also told this. This is in Philippians chapter 2. That same church leader, Paul, he writes to another group, the church of Philippi. He writes, do all things without grumbling or disputing. Let's face it. That is really hard to do right now. None of us expected this. Plans are changing. Some of you actually had had trips scheduled, and this has totally shifted your plans. Uh, some of your work schedules are changing. Some of the ways that you used to do life are just going to need to change. Maybe that's just temporarily, but there are shifts. And right now, life is, is limited. Uh, now, what we say in this time really matters. And if we'll work hard to apply this verse, man, what a help. Look at the effect of, of not grumbling about the situation, not complaining. It says this, if we don't grumble or, or complain, it would be that, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Again, the same picture of being a light in the world. Our words can bring light in this dark time. And in that way, your life actually can shine brightly right now. In a, in a brilliant sense, you and I can actually do this. We can be, back to Matthew 5.16, those shining lights. Jesus said, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So just to sort of summarize, your life can point people to God. And you might think, you know, I don't know that I'm the kind of person that can do that. No, your life right now 
can point people to God. You can shine in a way that causes people to be drawn to the Father. What you do for others during this time can help people experience God's love and care in a way that maybe they've never experienced before. Your life can point people to God. Second, your words can bring hope. With all of the news, your words can be exactly what people need in our world right now. Depending on where people are turning, whether the news, whether social media, to a group of friends, I'm not sure that everyone is finding hope right now. But Christ followers, your words can bring hope. And so I want to encourage you to to step out and to open up your mouth and speak words that are gracious, that are hope-filled. A third thing here is that your presence can help preserve. Just like salt, you can enhance, you can enrich, and you can preserve every place you head into. You know, life is just moving forward, and so keep keep looking around. What I mean is that, you know, even though we're in the midst of the coronavirus and this pandemic, still there are other things that are that are sweeping through our society. Life is still moving forward. And so I would encourage you to check in on people, maybe a phone call, maybe a knock on their door. Being available right now, it's just very, very critical. You know, physically, we may have limitations that we that we learn of, and there might be more changes as far as our limitations physically right now. But your words, your phone calls, your presence, physical presence when it's um, when it's possible, cards, thoughtful acts, a listening ear, those things will really help people just get through this and walk through this. Uh, your your presence can really preserve. And so this season that we're in, this circumstance, this crisis that we would even, you know, describe this is also a huge opportunity to extend God's love to others. And in the midst of all this, people, you know, you you as you talk to people in your life, as you talk to your friends, people are still facing other challenges that they were in even before this situation struck. So if they were in job pressure before, uh, they're still in job pressure. If they were navigating a challenging dynamic at home in their family life, maybe there was a marriage under tension, or maybe there's separation, or there's pressure, uh, or there's grief, or there's financial stress, all of those things that were going on are still more than likely a part of people's story. And and then now there's this heightened issue on top of it all that adds more pressure and more difficulty. And so just to keep that in mind, we have a role to play. And if you're watching this, you know, you might be thinking, I'm not sure what that would really look like, you know, but you might be surprised at at the words that you use or the actions that God um, asks you to do. You may be surprised at the impact that those have all around you. Uh, My sense is that God's going to do a tremendous thing through ordinary people in this time. You know, we're probably all wondering where, who, who's going to have the right answer and, and, and what, you know, agency is going to be able to fix all of this. But, you know, I think God will also use ordinary people like you and like me to speak hope and to bring comfort and to bring timely help right now. And wouldn't it be amazing if through all of this, uh, people in our lives, and maybe you watching this, if you found the hope that you've always been longing for. Maybe you've had questions and you've you've sort of been 
holding off yielding your life to Jesus, but maybe this is the season and this is the moment even that you would say, you know, I've been looking everywhere for answers. It's time to look to Jesus. And so wouldn't it be amazing if if we were a part of that, of helping people connect to Jesus? Can you imagine a loving group of people who, who look together to be a help and just generously offer hope in a time where there's really uh, not a lot but fear and panic and self-protection? Now, as a church, uh, we will keep you updated on the shifts that we're making as a church. And so we'll do that on our website, uh, through email, through social media. We're going to be updating you uh, as things play out and as we need to make additional shifts. We'll make sure we keep you informed. I know many of you are a part of groups right now. And so we encourage you to do this. If you're in a, in a small group at our church, stay in communication with your group leaders. And especially if you're just wondering, uh, you know, what should, what should I be doing or, or how should I be thinking? I would say first, go, think through who, if you're, if there is a leader in your life, reach out to that leader. Uh, and and if, if there's a specific prayer request, reach out to them. Let them know uh, what you're processing through all of this. Let them know if there's something that, that is even needed in your life. It'd be great that, I mean, I, I, I know that we have nearly 300 adults in our church involved in groups, and so there already is an infrastructure of support and care and communication. And so I would say as much as possible, work through those normal channels of, of connection that we have. Uh, but for those of you that are watching and, and you might be saying, you know, I don't, I don't have that. Um, I've never been involved in a group. Uh, this is a great time to pull into a group. In fact, uh, we, we're uh, considering the different options of, as far as expanding our groups and in order to address this need. And so you can actually sign up on that digital connection card right now. You can uh, check the boxes that you're interested in learning more about groups, and we will help you get connected uh, in the very near future. And so as we wrap up, I want to offer a few next steps this morning. The first one is this. It's to pray for opportunities to be salt and to be light this week. What I mean is to actually go to God and just say, God, help my eyes to be open to see the, the opportunities, to see the needs around me, to see the people that are, that are struggling and that need comfort, the peop- to see the people that are wrestling, and help me to just be aware. So this first thing is really a prayer that we would be uh, looking for opportunities. And then number two, it's to really act on opportunities that God presents. As you study the, the history of the Christian church, in the first century, the church was actually marked by their acts of love, of care, and really this willingness that people had to share with those in need. And so right now, you know, shelves are clearing. Some people aren't sure if they're going to have enough of what they need. And, and, and we're not sure how fast the supply chain will move to be able to uh, resupply the stores. But no doubt there will be people around you that may be concerned about some things. And so I would encourage you to be open-handed with the things that God has given you. And as you see of needs or you hear of needs and you think, hey, I can help, then, then um, be generous. As you can, as you're able, be generous and and look to the interests of others in this time. Um, I think sharing is, you know, it really is something that was marking the, that marked the first century church and something I think that would be uh, really exciting to, to hear stories of how people are generous right now with one another. And then the third thing here is to invite someone to join you next week here at OCC. 
We're going to keep you updated with changes as they as they come. But maybe next week, invite some others into your into your home worship experience. If we continue in this format for some time, uh, you know, it'd be a great way to open it up. And so there may be people around you uh, that you could just say, hey, why don't you come? We'll have coffee and and and. And, and share together. And so as we wrap up, I want to pray and then we'll, we'll have uh, another few announcements and then we'll close with a final song. So let's pray together. Again, Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus, the light of the world. The one who came that and took on flesh. God, the God of the universe who came and lived on this planet with mankind and has made a way for us to be uh, led out of the darkness through life in him. We thank you for the way he lived, for his death, how he paid in his death for our penalty that we deserved. He paid for our sin. Lord, thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus. Thank you that he He turns on the light. He opens life up. He, he helps us to see life differently, experience life differently, both here and now and on into eternity. Thank you for the hope that we can have if we know you, that we'll live forever with you in eternity. Please, Lord God, would you help us to be instruments of, of, of your love and care right now, right in, our, right in our communities. Show us the needs around us, Lord, and help us to be responsive. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray you've been encouraged by the message and equipped to move forward in obedience to God's Word. Join us again next week for another Orange Crest Community Church podcast.